guys, welcome back, man. Welcome back to our podcast, my friends. Um, sitting here today uh, with the topic here that uh, has come up to us many and many a time. So, but I got my great partners in crime right here beside me over here. And uh, how are you doing, Kimberly? I'm great. I'm glad to be back. And I'm Kimberly Alexa here at Aspire to Be Hospitality Group, serving as Chief Financial Officer. Hey, Justin Smith, uh, run operations. Um, it's Friday Night Lights. I can't wait to talk about some fumbles. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Right? It is. Bad. Yeah, this topic came up because uh, we're actually shooting this one on a Friday night football. It's our first football game coming up here in Texas. We're excited, right? I'm excited. I'm not even from here. You know, me and Kim have been part of these Friday night lights for a while with their kids playing football, but, you know, they're all going to college and we have our senior girl will be cheering tonight. So excited about that, too. So Friday night lights. And that's where this topic came uh, came up. But hey, I- I'm Chris Alexa, CEO, founder of Aspire to Be Hospitality Group. We come to you from our headquarters here and are super excited to share some nuggets that we might have and any interesting thoughts that we might have and how we look at business. And this topic came up since it is Friday Night Lights and it's the word fumble in business. And, and I want to go back to this a little bit to um, to where that word came from. And a long time ago, and I say that too, too, too long ago, but I was on a uh, franchise advisory council uh, with Buffalo Wild Wings and we got to meet our new COO. Mr. John Bowie, and he used this word fumble, and it just stuck in my mind right away. And I, I'm all about the, you know, the, the words that we can use in the in the stores. And he used the word fumble, and it meant in business, like if you're in the store and something bad happens, you know, a, something a guest, something didn't get the right food, something spilled. How do you attack a problem? So the word fumble, me to me, just stuck out, and I thought came. I remember coming running back to you and say, we're gonna use this word. And that's why I said you, you kind of steal shame with here, right, Justin? And and so the word fumble meant that like when a ball, when when a, in a game and something happens in your business and you fumble the ball, it's urgency that everybody jumps on the ball to protect it, to get it back. Yeah. Now, it might put you in a bad position because you might have lost some yardage or whatever it might have been. You had a problem, but at least you return, you got the ball back in your hands. And now how do you fix it? And that's one of the things that I throw out there, too. And in my life, it's the same thing as this in our business how we, we challenge ourselves in our business that we focus on our losses, right? We don't focus on our wins every day. We kind of look at the wins as like, hey, that that's what we're here for. But the losses, how do you fix those problems? How do you address those problems? And how do you make them make yourself better at them? And that's one of the things in mindsets that I do in life is, is and I, but I use the word fumble a little bit with, when we're in the stores with it too, is how we're going to attack this problem and we're going to fix it. And um, so that's what I want to address today. So like when I'm in the store, and I see a problem happening. I see, you know, a, a guest did not get the right food. Um, a guest walks back in the door. Me and you were at Arby's the other day. And a guest pulled back up, didn't get the right food. And we both looked at that and like, oh, no. Uh, and the guy came running in. And he says, hey, I didn't get my burger. And the girl just handed the burger back. Right? Yeah, yeah. And I, I just want to go back before we dive deep into the fumble. Um, or the terminology, I want to address how that word came in my mind. You yeah. got to resonate with you on the fact board, and that's the first time I've heard of that, you know, you telling us about the fact board, but it resonated with me at the Buffalo Wildings Convention when Bowie was on stage and he used that word. And I mean, I got my notebook out and I wrote the word fumble because I thought it was a great way to address when mistakes happen in the business or errors occur or, or different things come up and that sort. It's just one of those words that is not so offensive. Yeah. It, it's kind of less aggressive 
in my in in my opinion. So it's it's a great word that we use around here at Aspire to be fumbles into addressing errors or mistakes that us ourselves or even our teams make. And that's cool though. Yeah, I go back to that convention and we, like when when I heard that word, I came back and was like, I love this word. And then you heard it, yeah. and it, it just sticks out. It does. It sticks out in business, and it's a simple word. And I love how you just said that it's not offensive. Yeah. So when you go correct in the operations side or anywhere, you're not just getting on somebody. You're calling it a fumble. Hey, we had a fumble. How are you addressing that, right? Yeah. I mean, and then it comes down to, you know, when you fumble, everybody stops. And when you're solving these problems in the store with guests, um, these are tense, you know, lots of things going on, in many cases, issues. So if there's a problem with a guest, I think you need to have a method and teach people how to talk to the guests, how to identify them. And we use the BLAST method. So that would be you believe them, you listen, you apologize, you solve, and you thank, right? And if you can follow through with that, learn it, train your mind, um, listen to a guest's problem, right? Um, help solve the problem and then thank them for their business regardless. So you're dealing with customers or in the hospitality industry, and it doesn't behoove you to just instantly go to that place of being defensive. You're wrong. I'm right. I think where we're coming from is we're trying to coach those fumbles and let people know it's okay to stop what you're doing, use this method. And if you're a more introverted person like me, I really appreciate a template. I really appreciate like, okay, this bad thing happened. I dropped a tray, right? I tripped. I dropped a tray. It wasn't I wasn't fast enough or, you know, something that was in my control was out of my control. I tripped over something. If I can just revert, go to that method and know at the end, you know, the other end of that, my manager supports me, our support team supports me, and they will have my back and the guest feels good about the result of it. I think that we use the blast method. Fumble is a word. If you say it, everybody stops and then you go to you go to that system. So have a system and teach your people how to react to a fumble. Don't just assume they know how to put fires out. Yeah, yeah and didn't we use that one time? Didn't we use several, like, we taught our team, everyone say fumble yeah. just to address. It got a little obnoxious. They did. Yeah. That word too. And yeah. it was like, fumbleaya, everybody yeah. stop. Yeah. <laughs> but that's the that point of cool it. But that's the point of it. And sometimes you got to re, re bring that word back up, right? Because yeah. I feel like, I, I think it's important. And when you said that, that's awesome because, um, we did have that. I remember being in stores and seeing scenarios where something would happen, someone would spill a drink and, and it'd be in the dining room or the bar and it'd be slippery forward and you'd see everybody go and get them drink, get them bop. And some guy would say, whoop, 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 wet floor, whoop, 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 yeah. wet floor. Yeah. And, and that, that was a huge, so that taught teamwork with that too. And, and, uh, and when I go back to the RV staying, Kim, where we had it is it's like, we saw that happen. And then the guest, the, the employee just gave the man his, his burger back. Right. And he just, and he said, she didn't even say, I'm sorry. Yeah. Or apologize. Or, or you know, the, the customer was severely inconvenienced. I mean, he had to ride around to the front of the building, get out of the car in the hot heat, come back in for his corrected order. And I mean, at the least we can do, could have done is say, I'm so sorry. And that's a big deal. There's there's fumbles with our guests, and then there's fumbles with our leaders in our system. So that segues into a great conversation of, did that employee even know the BLAST method existed? Were they equipped to have that conversation? And did they know how important it was that when we make that fumble and hand them that item, that we're thanking them, we're apologizing, and maybe 
you know, and how our company rolls is we're going to go above and beyond. Wait, you want to shake with that? Yeah, you want to shake? Let me throw you a cookie. Let, yeah. me, let me make sure you come back next time. You come and ask for me. I'm going to make sure it's, it's a fast rate experience. That's a FOMO that we lost. That's what I feel like is when those happen, and that's why the, the other is so important. Yeah. And it's so important that we teach our young people today in the hospitality business that, you know, if I, to go back to Kim saying it's not an offensive word, I love that. I haven't used that. I will use that from now on. Thank you. Um, but, you know, we could have taught that employee because I did hear, hear one of the leaders in the company ask, it, hey, did you say you're, I'm sorry and thank you? And that's a fumble that we lost because we didn't teach that. And But it's now it's time for us as leaders. We fumbled because we're not teaching that, too. So that's important. Yeah. And I think it's also important on how we as leaders handle those fumbles with our team members. You know, for me specifically, it's you know, you want to go to a place of just blowing up or losing your coal or, you know, you want to attack it, at, you know, very aggressively because you don't want those types of things to happen again. But if you can just stay level-headed, it it will clear your thoughts, right? And so that you can really address the issue. And when you have a fumble, like for me on and on my end and my side of the office, if we have a, f- a fumble I want to address the issue, of course. I want to know what caused a fumble. And then I want to set up parameters or systems in place to avoid that fumble going forward. You have that. A a lot of innovation comes from adapting to failures, right? So like if you're adapting to failures, recognizing it, and then you can innovate new technology, new systems, tweaks, that's a huge deal. Yeah. That, that's cool you said that, that you, you can't be aggressive when you attack. And I think the, the, the word fumble really helps you with that when you look at it and, and make sure that you address the problem that happened. Why did we fumble? How do you address it? Make sure it doesn't happen again. So that's super important, especially in the field, you know, in the field. I mean, I see so many other times in other businesses where there's fumbles out there, but there's no urgency to jump on the ball there's no urgency to grab it pick it up and run with it type of thing it's like i I didn't do that i'm not fixing that type of thing and i think in business and life you have a fumble and you it's just like in a football game you address it you jump on it you try to win it back and you got to make up those yardage you lost because you could have fumbled backwards you know and and it's it's something that you need to address and on the upside it's something that we have to address a lot because there's so many moving parts in the business right I think in the in the office side, there's not as many moving parts. You got way less leaders in the business and how we attack that. But on that side too, I think we do attack the financial fumbles a little bit. I mean, you called us out. You you you're pretty good at calling fumbles out on the financial side. Yeah, because you know, that's just that's how I operate. That's how I do things. I feel like if you call it out, address the issue, you can learn from it and move forward from it. Um uh, if you will, are we going to talk about an example here? Yes. Yeah. I would love an example right now. Okay. So I can say, like, for one of our stores, Gonzales, um, it was an underperforming store, right? And so I went in and I said, hey, we got to rally the troops. We have to gather around. We have to bring in the This is a highlighted story right here. It really yeah. is. Yeah. We brought in the operation team. We brought in the HR team. We brought in the marketing team. Um, and we brought in us executive leaders and we just started addressing identifying the fumble addressing the fumble and then set up some goals and good parameters to start attacking the fumble and we're learning from it yeah and and we're moving forward from it and it just it's a great way i think as a team to collaborate and it's if you don't ever acknowledge your fumble 
you're going to find out you're ending the your year and you've never addressed it. And that just puts us in a, in a harder position. And as leaders, we're putting together that playbook and we're identifying the, the problems that they have, but we're giving them, um, you know, smart goals, right? We're giving them specific things that they need to work on. We're giving them means on how they're going to measure success, right? And then we're going to say, is it even attainable, right? Is it within reason? And then time sensitive is the end of that goal. And basically all that means wrapped up is we're going to give you specific goals. It might be a liquor cost. We're going to give you a time frame on when that's going to get done. Is it a reasonable request? And we're going to coach you and we're going to talk about it next week if we're there or we're not there. And when you start giving those plays and talking about it every week and the leaders are helping with those smart goals, uh, you can really move the needle. So that that's a fumble recovery. Uh, and we're, we're driving down the field now, right? Yeah. That's how I feel. Like we're, we're driving to go score a touchdown now. Yeah. With that, there's when I wanted why I wanted to go to that is there's little fumbles in the store where you forget to get somebody their burger in the drive-through or their fries or whatever it was. But then there's major fumbles in the business, and and we we went through Gonzalez as one of the stores. We had a a a lot of turnover in the management side. Ever since COVID, it was just we just couldn't get the right leadership in there to the point the store was like in disarray. And instead of just walking away from the fumble you know, the major issue, we attacked it as a company. And with your leadership, you brought this intervention plan type of thing in. And we started going all working together as a team. It's like, I felt like we all jumped on the ball now. Now we're just, we're all grabbing it. Instead of just one of us holding on to it, everybody was grabbing onto that. And now within, what, three months of that, you saw some major changes in that. So you can take a bad, bad situation. And if you all attack the ball with urgency and have that mindset, you can do some great things. Good leader, good store. A lot of time, and that probably goes for many, many business. Um, if, you, if you've got a good leader in place, that, that typically resonates into being a, a good store. Yeah. But, you know, go back to when you say that now, that leads me to another thing too, that on my side of it and your side and Kim's side of it is that, you know, the more you're involved and the more you're watching everything, the less fumbles you have. You know, the bigger we got, like when I was working my first Quiznos, one business, you had your Quiznos, one business, you rarely had a fumble while you were there, mm-hmm. you know, but when you left, you noticed there was fumbles, mm-hmm. you know, and then, the, the, so that goes with the company, as big as we get, you're starting to see a lot more fumbles because we're not, we can't be there. We're always going with that is like, is it a person problem or is it a system problem? And so I think a lot of what you're getting in there recognizing as a fumble, and a lot of the reason that you were so successful, and I, even when I remember being a GM is because I, I ran the systems, the tools, the, the years and years of experience and proven models, I ran them and then saw if I fumbled. So a lot of what you're getting in there and attacking is saying, is this a person or a leadership problem? Or is this a reflections of our systems aren't great and our processes aren't great? And I think you have to be unafraid to attack that. That's not easy to attack because sometimes it truly just comes down to the individual might not be on board with the system or not equipped to run it or wasn't trained properly. But that's where I feel like in Gonzalez, for example, that was a lot of what I was thinking about as we were approaching this. Yeah, yeah, that's a good, 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 good call out on that. Because that's what we're getting at is like with the bigger we get, uh, the more systems need to be in place, and the more and, 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 the, and this, the, the 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 more we're spread in. And on Kim's on her side of the office, she don't have too many fumbles because you're in tune to everything. With, yeah, right for sure. Yeah, that'll get harder. And it, yeah. it's you're you're in tune, and you 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 have that that hole, but it's just gonna 
you know, get bigger and better. So your systems will be tested um, and your, your, your people are going to be elevated. You've made some incredible upgrades. Yeah. And as I layer people on, you know, on my team, uh, that is true. My fumbles will start to occur, you know, more than I'm used to. But again, my focus is to go back and address the issue and learn from the mistakes. I try not to ever make anyone feel bad for their fumbles. I want them to learn from it. I don't want, like the young lady that we're talking about, my focus on was really, why did she say she said something that she did? Yeah. As a employer, I, I want those employees to be able to say, man, yeah, I messed it up. Because if unless they admit it, they'll never learn from it. You know. And so, you know, admitting and identifying those problems are the key to success and from learning and pivoting from those problems so that we can grow it. You said something really good there. I mean, our employees will tell us the fumbles and our customers will too. So we're, we're, we're they, they will surely give us them fumbles and call them out on the field. Yeah. Um, but we have to take that information and make sure that we're, we're acting on that as well. So maybe it's not super interesting to get, you know, two surveys back, but it's really interesting when it's 2000 yeah. and you're looking and saying, Hey, We've got some major opportunity. Let's steer the ship more towards takeout or even on the individual level where we get something back that might feel dramatic, but I'm sure you can pick some truth out of it and saying, how do we take this experience where someone rated us a one out of five and turn that into a five out of five and realizing how much these people care to even take the time to give us the feedback and what our responsibility is to make them a five. And there's some really cool um, fumble recoveries where people who would go on and give us a poor review are now friends with our managers and now come in are their biggest cheerleaders on social media. And had we just turned the blind eye to what our guests are saying or that that fumble on the field and just assumed, ah, the other team's going to go get that one, not ran as hard as we could, um, we, we might be missing out on those wonderful opportunities. And I think that that, um, that resonates into driving sales in our industry and hospitality yes. in, in, in everything. And that, that's a huge deal of what we're talking about here. Yeah. And, and I'm thankful, you know, Chris always tells us to focus on our losses. You know, we, we celebrate our wins, but we focus on our losses to accelerate this company to the next level. And yeah. I appreciate that. It's not the most visionary. popular vision, but boy, when you understand what we're doing yeah. and you go through it as an example, as someone that's teaching others to do it and see their reactions mm-hmm. and seeing just the result of we're making people happier and they're coming back to our business more often. Yeah. It works for us. Yeah. It, 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 works, works. it works for this industry. Yeah. Hospitality, that works. Yeah. Well, you, sure. you bring that up, Kim, and I think that's it's 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 the mindset in this business, and it's any business you have. And I hear there's so many other influencers out there that I listen to, and they're always like, focus on the positive. Don't let the negatives get you. Focus on the positive. Focus on the pod. I'm so far against that, you know, and I think we all are. I know you are too now, and the whole team is. We focus on our losses. Believe me, I know when we mess up. I hear you screaming and hollering at me. I see you post on social media. We're not perfect. We own 15 restaurants. We try to be perfect every day, but it's hard when you have seven, 800 employees to be perfect. But if we don't focus on those negative comments, if we don't focus on those problems and those losses, you'll never get any better. Now, if I sit there and look at my top 10 stores that are kicking butt, oh, I'm, I'm happy. 
and don't get it twisted. We are one of our number one initiatives in our company is being the greatest place to work for. Yeah. Having the best first day ever. So we're not trying to like make celebrations one offs. Yeah. We're trying to have a party every day. Yeah. Yes. But what we're working on behind the scenes is not turning a blind eye when someone's upset or has a bad experience and saying that, nope, we're only going to f- focus on this is a great place to work. Yeah. Just because someone had a bad experience, that doesn't count. Well, that's like this thing we're, we're working on this, this this focus of the fumble of likely to return right now. Mm-hmm. And, you know, our teams are like, well, I'm 89%. Well, why are we 99.99%? Yeah. You, know, I, I, you know, they're like, well, I'm okay. They look at you like, oh, crap. But but I think if to 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 who we are as individuals, we always strive to be better. We're the most humble people you'll meet in the world, but we want to be great at what we're doing, and we want more, and we want to be the best at what we do. I think if you focus on that, um, if you focus on your losses, you look at your fumbles, you know, fix your fumbles. And when I say fix it, I, I, I commend you, and I've learned a lot from you because I see how you handle your fumbles. I, I've recently saw another one that came through the other day where some lady or some company was saying, um, you didn't pay your, your bill. And I'd send it to you and your team. Was like, hey, this lady's emailing me. I think it was a landlord or something. Yeah. And I was like, what is this? And you didn't, you didn't blow up. You looked at the fumble. You went and met with your team. And correct me if I'm wrong on this. And you met with your team. And then come to find out your team was like nervous. Like, no, I paid that. I paid it. Yeah. And, but you're like, let's find out. Well, come to find out they remitted it to where the address is on the, on the bill. But they had the, the landlord had just changed their address and never notified. But on the bill that they sent, yeah. it was the address. Yeah. So was it really our fumble? No. It was it was their fumble. Yeah. And you could have handled that totally different because it was kind of in our state like a little embarrassing to us. What do you mean we didn't pay this bill? Right. So you handled that in a, in a gracious way. Yeah. You know. Right. You always have to go in and analyze. So well, man, it's a great topic, and, and I'm glad everybody. Listen, oh. You can end this without. I think the greatest. Um, how how this started before we come across the word fumble. Yeah. But when you used to coach uh, little league football, you would tell your kids. What would you tell your kids about making mistakes? Um, God never gets mad when you fall down. He only gets mad when you don't get back up. Yeah. And so that to me has resonated in in my mind, and and that's why I try to pour into my team like. Don't get down on yourself if you make a mistake. Learn from it. We're all learning from it. Let's rally behind each other and and let's move forward. Well, those are little. Those are some great little times back then, and those are the words that I had to use with those kids. Right when they would get mad or get upset, they would get you know bad. They didn't really come mad. They cry, yeah. <laughs> and they had to tell these eight nine year olds like, when they really did fumble. Yeah, they fumbled the ball. They yeah. triple cry, but I need this kid back in the game. And it's like yeah. same thing in business, right? Yeah. It's like hey, don't get mad. God does never gets mad when you fall down. He just gets mad when you get back up. Yeah. And that's the same terminology too that I'd like to throw out there too. Is our another mindset we do is is as a nugget for us is we we fell forward. You fall forward. You fell forward. So a fumble is a fall. It's a we're gonna fall forward. And like you said. The girl couldn't just admit it, like, hey, I didn't say I'm sorry and owned it. That's so fall forward. That's okay. We're going to fix it. And this guest, hopefully, we'll get him back. And when he comes back to try to remember that guy, we won't give him a pretty chocolate shake or whatever he likes. <laughs> um, and it's all in your faults, right? And understand them and learn from them. So, yeah. Well, uh, good topic today. A fumble. I, I love the word. You know, and I'm glad that it resonated with you and different of us. And it definitely resonates with our team. So, yeah. Well, um, hey. A question today, though, is I thought about this, and this is a question, and it's I, I, 
I don't know if I'm saying it the right way, but you know, I get asked this a lot too. Is like, how do you guys run so many companies and have four kids and live life and you know do all the stuff you do externally, Justin, with all your kids playing softball everywhere? We're always all over the place. Like, how what's a life hat for you? And you know, what what's something? How do you how do you get through life? And, and just a trick of something that you can share with some people out there. How do we do it? How how do we handle our problems or how do we handle life? So, Justin, uh, what's what's that for you? Uh, life hack for me is um, you control the algorithm. So you're on social media, you're on your phone, we're going crazy. If you take the time to type in business hacks in TikTok or whatever you're typing in and searching for is going to what is going to be in your feed. So on LinkedIn, I'm like right now I'm searching for Starbucks district managers and now they're populating my feed because I want to see how they're leading their stores. And on TikTok, I'm getting business advice because that's what I search. So my life hack is don't let these social media platforms dictate what you see because they'll absorb you. Dip, you know, Start making searches of things that you're interested in. That might be, I want to be healthier. I want any of that. Um, and the algorithm will start giving you the things that you need to work on. Health, business, what I do on uh, YouTube, I look when we're looking at buy a boat for the kid. Yeah. And it, I just started looking up boats and now every boat is because boats don't. So why not tell you it's losing five pounds or yeah. whatever you're working on? You control the algorithm. That's a life hack. Like that. And you can control the algorithm of your own of your own life. So that's pretty cool, Just. I love that one. Kimberly, what you got? Yeah, so I think mine would be getting up an hour and a half earlier than and then my family and just having that lot long time to connect to to my savior jesus and and just reading his word and meditating and just being thankful and present and just really being in the moment and just thanking him for everything that he's done for me that takes discipline that's a crazy life hack yeah and there's so many books you know written on just getting up like 5 a.m or whatever whatever what is for you and your family but just getting up that extra time to be alone and in peace and just, you know, for me, it's meditating on um, Jesus and what he's done for me. Cool. It is. It, it's special, too, because I will say this. I hear her get out of bed every morning. Uh, her alarm goes off and um, and I hear her get up and the dogs get out and bed go with her. Yeah, and, um, and, and you do say this, if you don't take that time, you're not, you're not, you're not at all gears. You're not, you're not full tank of gas around. Um, yeah. My cylinder, I'm missing. Yeah. My cylinders are missing. I, I'm just not, I'm not there. I can't be present. Yeah, I, I could tell that. So that's, that's special you. And it, it shows every day in your life that you do that and, and the, the walk you live too. So um, I, I'm super proud to be married to somebody that does that. A life hack I have, and I, I kind of came up with this a while back because I, you know, I struggled with different things is I created this middle bucket system. And I felt like there was five buckets in my life that I really, truly need to focus on. And if I didn't do this, I, I was going to struggle in life. And one would be my relationship with Kim, you know, a personal relationship with my wife. Second would be a relationship with my family, then a relationship with God, and then my business, and and then my personal health, right? You know, I have cancers. I've dealt with cancer twice in my life, unfortunately. And I'm always on the defensive side of preparing again to what if it comes back, any of these, or if I get a different one. So with that, if I, does, if I don't pour into each of those buckets just a little bit every day, of course, business, if not, you're going to pour all in your business and your your family life's going to struggle. 
And if you're not pouring in your spiritual life, your family, your business is going to struggle. Your 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 health is going to struggle. So you have to kind of figure out a way. You got a, a bucket of of a hundred drops in it. How do you put them in each bucket? And the other day I was super super busy, and I made sure you were had a school board meeting. You were busy. It was just me and Chapel at home, and she loves riding the golf cart with you every afternoon. You're riding the bike, and I was like, "Hey, you want to go ride the golf cart?" Let's go. So it's like, it's, it's fun. Or even to go in to feed the animals outside the horses go, Chapel, let's go. Come feed the horses with me. Or, you know, trying to talk to the boys or girls that chat Claire and spend that time with. If you don't spend that time, people ask me, are you, are you good at golf? No, because I don't have that bucket. Yeah, that's <laughs> not, that's the, that is the, you know, so, so, so people out there in business, you know, those are the five, I feel like the five biggest things in life that you have to, that's cool. If you have a golf bucket, you know, you're you're taking away a drop from all these others, and they're gonna struggle a little bit, and and unfortunately, um, and that's not good. And you got to pour into more. And sometimes you notice, well, I need to pour a little bit more into this one this week than this one because I poured a, a too much in this one, and that's business. Me and you do that a lot when we travel for business, and you're like, wait a minute, we can't do back to back travels because we're not we're not at home with the kids enough. So uh, that that and I, that that my sub mindset with that too. So. Algorithm, wake up early, buckets, bucket, like, man, you get it. That's they can, we can win over some stuff with that. I mean, that's, that's good. Uh, good, good content there. Uh, but hey, um, I want to get to suggest everybody, please go follow our pages, like our pages, subscribe to them. It means a lot to us. It really gets a good feedback to it. Um, and we're, we're rolling. We can give us some ideas too. We have a, we have a board. We work on it every day. We move it around. We try to meet on this and try to discuss what's best out there. Kim really challenges us as leaders of what can, what content can we get out there. We think we're getting a little bit better at it, but we also want to be the best at what we do. You know, Kim's mindset when she ran for the school, she wants to be best in class. So she wants us to be the, the best business owner, the best family people, the best godly people, and the best and the best podcast people now. But hey, thank you. Uh, appreciate your time, guys, and we'll see you soon.